Hello, and welcome to Unabridged, the weekly podcast where teachers take on books. This is Sarah. Join us for bookish episodes and a monthly book club pick. This is Ashley. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Unabridged Pod, or go to our website, unabridgedpod.com, where the books we read are linked for purchase. This is Jen. Check out our Teachers Pay Teachers store, our Patreon page, and our newsletter. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts to support us. You want opinions about books? We've got them. Hey, welcome to Unabridged. This is Jen. We're here for episode 126 about bookish communities, and we are so happy to have Tony of At Read with Tony with us today. Before we get started, we just want to remind you that we are still putting out our weekly newsletter filled with all kinds of good things to help you get through this quarantine time. So if you're interested in signing up, you can go to our website, unabridgedpod.com, or we have it linked in our profile on Instagram. You can find us there at unabridgedpod. So to start off our episode, we're going to do what we do every time and share our bookish check-in. Ashley, do you want to share what you're reading right now? Sure. So this is a great example of a bookstagram made me do it book. And um, <laughs> I've seen this one all over the place. And I saw it on Ann Bogle's Daily Deals just recently as a Kindle deal. And, you know, we're all struggling to get access to books right now. So I felt justified in doing the Kindle sales. So anyway, it's Lissa K. Adams, The Bromance Book Club. And as people who've been listening know, I am not a big romance reader typically, but right now I'm finding that I really, I started enjoying them in the winter. And then as we've entered this time, that's been really tumultuous. I've found that I enjoy them a lot more than I thought I would. And I'm loving it. I'm, I have made more progress on that (laughs) of all the many books that, again, if you're following my saga, you know, I've picked up like (laughs) 10 books right now that I'm reading and it's making it to the top of the stack quite often. So I'm really enjoying it. So yeah. That's great. All right, Sarah, how about you? So I just finished a book, so I am getting ready to start a new book and the book I'm going to start is In Pursuit of Disobedient Women, A Memoir of Love, Rebellion, and Family Far Away by Dion Searcy. And this is a story about her, Dion Searcy, she was covering economy for the New York Times, and she made the decision to apply for a job in West Africa and move herself and her husband and her three children to West Africa, where she became the sole breadwinner and her husband stayed home and um, did all the duties for the children. And it's just about that time in West Africa. So I'm really excited to read it. I haven't started it yet. I'm just like right between books. So that is what is on my slate. (laughs) Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah, that's true. I should have said about mine. I didn't give a little bit of context that this one, the the premise is just that it's a couple that is going, they're breaking up basically. So that's the premise is that he is trying to save their marriage. She's ready for a divorce and they have two small twin daughters. And so that's, that's the premise. And then that gets into the whole book club phenomenon. So it's really interesting. I love that. That sounds cool, Sarah. That sounds really interesting. And we were talking before we got on mic about the Poisonwood Bible, and there are some similarities as far as some of yeah. that. So that's interesting. Oh, Those might interesting. couple with each other well, just as far oh, as cool. the taking the family and transitioning to Africa. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Tony, what are you reading? 
Um, a bookstagram made me do it, which is <laughs> The Mountain Sing. And we were chatting about how to pronounce the author's last name, and we're not exactly sure. So if you've heard of The Mountain Sing, I recommend picking it up. It's just a, it's a multi-generational saga uh, that follows the Chan family and it's extraordinary. It's, it follows one timeline is the grandmother and she's telling her granddaughter stories. So you jump back between the thirties, which makes it, I'm up to like fifties right now. And then mm -hmm. the daughter or granddaughter is the seventies. So you have World War II and then Vietnam War. It's insane. It's so good. Uh, that that sounds, sounds awesome. Yeah. All right. And I am reading, so I have dived in, I'm juggling at the moment. So my brain's kind of all over the place, but I decided to read Lock and Key, which is the graphic novel series that the show I just watched. And I've talked about that on the podcast is based on. It is by Joe Hill and the illustrator is Gabriel Rodriguez. And it's great. Uh, I am glad. I wish I'd read it first, but I'm glad that I'm going back and reading it. I wasn't sure if it would be too much the same as the television series, but there are a lot of differences. The graphic novels are actually darker and there are some interesting plot twists that were not in the television series. So I'm glad I'm reading it. I'm, I'm enjoying it. That's on Kindle Unlimited. So that's been cool too, that I'm getting it for free because I love graphic mm. novels, but man, they are expensive. So <laughs> that's been a great treat. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to move on then and talk about bookish communities. And I just want to share the reason we invited Tony here is because she has been a big part of my own bookstagram bookish community journey. I was, you know, I joined bookstagram for the podcast and it was fine, but I wasn't really making connections. And then I happened upon one of Tony's buddy reads and it was just like this revelation. <laughs> and so now I've come to make all these friends on bookstagram. It's just been really great. So we wanted to have Tony on to talk a little bit about what got her started as well. That makes me so happy. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's been great. Yeah, I've really, I've really enjoyed it. I think I've only missed a couple of buddy reads since I started, but yeah, just because I'd already read the book and it was a little overextended. It was when we were at PodFest and I wasn't sure I was going right. to be able to make it happen. And we were planning other trips that got canceled for, yeah, for the reason everything <laughs> yeah. is canceled right now. But mm -hmm. so Tony, do you just want to share a little bit about your personal history and then how you got started on Instagram? Sure. Former teacher. Uh, I went to school for high school English and then I wanted to teach middle level. So I got a second part of my master's to do um, middle grades. So I student taught in high school. Then I went back for middle school and then I student taught in middle school and then I long-term subbed for one year and just couldn't find a job after that so I switched to um, become a freelance copy editor for my husband's company so I got to work from home and that was pre-kids and then I had kids and that was wonderful <laughs> but that's also been short-lived because baby number two was a lot more difficult so I've just I've stepped back for a little bit I do um, a friend wrote a book so I just helped her edit some of it so I'm using my skills. I just, I'm not doing the freelance anymore mm -hmm. at the moment. And then I, so my youngest was uh, around one and I needed more of a connection. I needed something. 
I missed books. Like I missed going to school. I missed being a teacher. I, but so I missed my books and I, somebody had bought me a subscription to a, like a book subscription and I saw a hashtag for bookstagram and I said, what is that? And I watched from my personal account for a little while and I was, I'm just jumping in. So June of oh, um, 2018, I started it and had no idea what I was getting myself into. And <laughs> I love it. I, I could not imagine not having the friendships that I, that I've made. And I talk to these people every single day and it's just, it's amazing. So. That's so great. Your story yeah. reminds me a little bit of why we started the podcast, which was we were all English teachers. We all were on the mm-hmm. same instructional technology team, which is great because it's still in education, but we miss the books. And so that's mm-hmm. how we started the podcast. So yes, there, there's something in that. Uh-huh. Yeah, just yeah. that hunger to continue being able yeah. to talk about books and reading and yeah, yeah, that community. and the connection because you can read books on your own, which is absolutely fine. But I just find that this brings a whole social aspect to it and a connection part to it, and the fr- the friendships that come from opening up about the stories is is really remarkable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think are the strengths of the bookish community you've developed on Instagram? Do you, are they the same as the conversations or the communities that you have in real life around books? Sort of. I have a book club that um, we've been together for 11 years. Wow. <laughs> um, oh, wow. So, and I love them. It's more, that's more of like a friendship and we chat about books because we've had weddings together, we've had babies together. So books is, is a backdrop, I think, to our book clubs. It's Reading Between the Wines is our name. And I love, that. I love them. But, and we typically read similar styles of books, which is fine. I love the books that we read. But I also like, I'm, I like to read heavy books, complex books, dark books. And so what this community does is gives me more of an outlet to read more of the books that I love to read. And at any given time, there's somebody, Oh, I want to read that book. So, um, that's, what's, it's kind of just a balance. That's something that I've really appreciated about bookstagram as well is the way that it pushes me to read different genres and gives me an access point for that. Because I think that it's easy to, when you're not exposed to a wider range of books Mm -hmm. it's easy to get in a rut with that and it is really Mm -hmm. nice Uh, like I said with the romances for example that's something that I did not ever read before it's still not I never did either until books but I think because because the people on there Mm -hmm. you're seeing the the con you know you're seeing the ones that are really popular and not that that means every time that they're great reads but it does give you a sense of like oh I've seen this cover several times like when I look at Anne Bruegel's sales stuff, mm-hmm. I choose ones that I have seen the cover of and I've heard great things about. And so like the bromance mm-hmm. club is an example of where I wouldn't have picked that one up except that I'd seen the cover a bunch. I did know that Jen had read it and liked it. Mm-hmm. But even if she hadn't, I'd seen enough people mm-hmm. saying, I love this right. book where I felt mm-hmm. like, you know, both that I was familiar with it and also that I wanted to give it a try. And so I, I agree that that really has been nice. It gives me a place to talk about the kinds of books that I love that I might not do as much in person, but also mm-hmm. it gives me exposure, I think, to a lot of different genres. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, same for me. I think, I think what Bookstagram has done for my reading is it has brought so much variety to my reading because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the people that I like have a book club with at 
in real life, they are very much like me. They're my same age. They're my same mm-hmm. race. They're my same yeah. socioeconomic status. I mean, they're very, all, right. we're all very similar. So I feel like what Bookstagram has done is it has just opened up this variety of mm-hmm. really complex reads and has allowed me to connect with people who I don't get to connect with in my community, in my community, because I live in such a rural area. And so mm-hmm. it has been, it has been awesome for my reading, my reading life. So Tony, did you participate in Buddy Reads before you decided to lead them? Only a couple. So if I joined in June, I think... I had started to see them talked about and I, I was, it piqued my interest. And then I think August I joined one. I think I may have joined another in September and I thought I could do this. There's so many books I want to read. So I, my very first one was the hearts Invisible furies and that it was big. my first one. I'm like, wow, more than like one or two people want to read this with me. And it went we so all love well. That book. Oh my oh gosh. My that book, I, when <laughs> I finished so it, I just wanted to hug it. Sarah's <laughs> like a personal ambassador for that book. So we have all read it. And I think a lot of other people that she knows have read yeah. it because yeah. she's a personal it's a great ambassador. One to read it's as a great a group. A great it yeah. was, oh, and it, it brought out a lot of emotions and people yeah. were opening up about things. I'm like, oh, this is wonderful. So yeah. it's like, well, maybe I'll try it again <laughs> with no kind of end date or goal in mind. I just, let's just do it again. And, um, and now we're 18, 19 in. So cool. so. Awesome. <laughs> when I first started Bookstagram, I remember seeing this thing. I mean, cause I had no idea what right. was happening. I, I was like, Oh, people are in this community and they talk about books. And I posted a book picture and then I was, you know, watching other people, you know, post and stuff. And I saw the buddy reason I was like, what is a buddy read? What I mean, I, I mean, I understood the words, but I, like, I didn't understand how do you do a buddy read when you're on a social media platform? I, know. So I was really, I was, I know. and you know, I eventually kept looking and looking. I was like, Oh, okay. Oh. Because at first I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know. Where do you go to talk? I'm like, did you call on the phone? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I have to say I'm so bad at social media. So Sarah was on before I was for a long time. And so, yeah, she has answered a lot of really stupid IG questions. There's (laughs) no stupid questions. No, there is none. (laughs) What is the paper airplane thing? What, what, how do I get there? Like, I remember I was trying to check before you could check it on your computer. And I was like, I cannot find, why do I see it on my phone and not? And she was like, Jen, you can't do everything on the computer, (laughs) which now you can. I'm very thrilled. It's not intuitive. I mean, like Instagram is not intuitive at all. So I would email, I would, once I got to know some people on Instagram, I would message. uh, So I have a, I like to write long form letters. So I have a pen pal who's also on Bookstagram. And so when I would see her do something, I would (laughs) DM her and say, how did you do that? Oh, I get a lot of those. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's the only way to learn. And each, each yeah. platform is so different. So mm-hmm. I was much more familiar with Twitter. And then when I got on Instagram, I was like, how do you reshare this thing? Like, yes. I, was, I still struggle with that. But I was just like, <laughs> why can I not put in the link? Why can I not share this awesome post? Like, I just don't understand. Yeah. So it has been a sharp learning curve for sure for me. Yeah. And same, I've, you know, I think it's things like the buddy reads and now Jen and Sarah and I do a couple of groups where we're in groups and we try to kind of help each other as a community. And that mm-hmm. is those things that have made me enjoy it a lot more. But prior to that, I, I did love seeing all the book covers, like mm-hmm. that part I enjoyed, sure. but it all felt pretty distant. So I think I can right. see how you started with the buddy reads. And I know for us, it's those mm-hmm. things that have started to make it yeah. feel a lot more meaningful. Oh, absolutely. That like real connection. Yeah. 
So what are some of the favorite books that you've done for Buddy Reads? Oh my goodness. I know there's been um, a bunch, but. There's a bunch. Uh, Homegoing, Pachinko, mm. A Place for Us, um, All the Ugly and Wonderful Things. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think you I did that right that before read. I did my first one with you. <laughs> I was going to oh, say. That was a group. That was a good that book, group. But I, oh. I did it in the, I did it in the, like, I was afraid to recommend it because I think. It's not one I recommend. So it's not one I throw out there a lot because some people are like, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> but um, I loved it. It made for an amazing discussion. I was reluctant to recommend it because I had already read it. So I knew what happened and I was desperate to talk about it, but then afraid to recommend it. But then, you know, these days, I mean, I, now that I sucked Jen and Sarah into reading it and they both were really intrigued. And so I think that made me feel more comfortable mm-hmm. about recommending it to people and saying this is a really provocative book, but I think right. it stayed with me as a book that oh, absolutely the way I thought about something and really made me question my preconceived judgments about people's situations. And I think that's absolutely really powerful. I mean, I just mm-hmm. think how many books have made me really shake something like it really shook a fundamental yeah. foundational belief that mm-hmm. I felt, I mean, it's almost a, a an instinctive belief that I think mm-hmm. I know what's right. And I think I know what's wrong. And it just really right. shook it up for me. And I mean, I, that has stayed with me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what made it such an amazing um, buddy read because we kind of were all feeling the feelings at the same time. Everyone was sticking to the schedule. Mm-hmm. So it was like all the emotions at the same time and being able to discuss them with everybody. It, it was, it made for a really great, great buddy read. And that's the thing. I mean, I just feel like there were, there were times and we, we did another of her books more recently and same experience of there were times where I wanted to throw the book where I actually felt sick to my stomach. And I thought mm-hmm. there, Oh, and the newest one. Yes. I, I gave it 10 pages. I'm like, I don't want to read this right now. I don't, uh, it didn't yeah. grab me, but so many people have enjoyed it. So I'm like, I need to give it another shot. I mean, I will, I don't know what y'all felt. I, I felt like it, it didn't shake things up for me as much as the other book, but I loved the characters and mm-hmm. I love the story, but Sarah could share. She did not. <laughs> I was kind of the same way. It was, I mean, I thought it was fine, but it definitely what I, Jen and Ashley both liked it way more than I did. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's the beauty of the books, you right, know, right. that. And I feel like it, the thing that was similar is just that ability. I think she does a really great job of just moving people from total. I mean, there was a point where I thought I'm never going to recover with this main character. I'm never Mm going to recover. And then somehow I did. And I think that's really miraculous that these characters do these horrendous things. And I think she does that in in both of those books. I'm interested to read her others as well, but just to be able to take characters so far Mm -hmm. and show human nature and then have them have some redeemable traits, I think is really, you know, pretty amazing. But again, like you said, Tony, those are fun things to discuss because Right. It's the kind of thing that as you're experiencing it, you're desperate to talk to someone about yeah. it. Yeah. So. yeah. so Ashley had read All the Ugly and Wonderful Things. So that was back before we had the idea of a podcast. We were going to do a blog where we read books together and like wrote about at each point, kind of had a conversation about it. And I just remember we were very early and I said, it makes me think this is going to happen, but I know that there's no way that is going to happen. And then of course that was the relationship that developed. And I was like, Oh, it was. And Ashley was just watching me the whole time. Like just wait, friend. like just, you have no idea what's coming. But yeah. It was. Yeah. It's, I mean, it just pushes, you think you have a firm line and then it just pushes that line and makes you question why you thought that line was there to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then why do I not think that line's there anymore? Like that's also disturbing. 
sorry. Yeah, and I think what really resonates, I know it's like, we don't, we don't even have to keep harping on this book. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I just, We're having a book club. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I read it years ago and I still, it is so vivid to me, number one. And number two, it just really, like you said, Jen, where is the line? But it also, mm-hmm. the thing that really stood with me is, who am I to judge? That right, is right. the thing that I yep. thought was so powerful. And I think I have read other books that have that, but it, it doesn't, that's the impact that resonated with me. It was yeah. just that, that awareness that I am always going to be on the outside of someone else's situation. Mm-hmm. And I do mm-hmm. not know the ins and outs right. of it. And so just being mindful of that, I think is really, right. was really a helpful thing to learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think when you, it's almost like a headline, you read a headline and you can have a snap judgment, but you don't know the people behind it. You don't know if they've gotten the story correctly. You hear the emotions and the, and the backstory behind this person and this person, and that changes the entire thing. So it's just thinking past a headline almost. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah. So you've talked a little bit on IG about your process. What is your process for buddy reads? Like, how do you pick them? How do you prepare for the conversation? Very complex process. Those are my favorite. I love it. Um, so for a couple weeks in between, like I'll announce it. And then almost from right away, I start thinking about the next month. So for bits and pieces here, I'll, I'll, something will pop in my head and I'll write maybe this book. And then I'll get it narrowed down to like three or four and I'll look at the plot again and I'll try to think, will this, you know, promote a good discussion? Um, I try to make sure they're, they're different, um, mm-hmm. different cultures, different, not necessarily a different genre, but definitely different cultures, different time period, diff- just different in enough of a way. And then I put it up to the vote for, so the current month will vote on which they'd prefer. And then when I post it, then that'll go towards the next month mm-hmm. and it just goes from there. Do you ever pick a book that you've already read or are they all new reads for you? They've all been new reads, okay. I believe. I did one just popped in my head that I haven't reread in a while that I might sneak on there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that so be- far, no rereads. Do you do, I've seen you say you prep, do you read mostly on Sundays or you get your questions ready on Sundays? Or um, I do my note taking. Yeah. Mm. I, and Sunday is my main day because mm-hmm. that's the it's pretty much the only day I can semi guarantee with, with life and everything that I can dedicate a good chunk of time, sprawl it on the bed, get my notes going, put my tabs in, look things up if, uh, if it, if it begs that. So, um, but yeah, that's usually how I structure my week. All right. Well, we are going to move on to our closing segment and this fits right in. This is a book that you have found because of Instagram. So Sarah, do you want to go first this time? Sure. So one of the books that I found and was really encouraged to read because of Bookstagram was Lisa Letts's The Swallows, which is about a mystery at a private school and how it unfolds. And I really, I really thought it was worth the read. So I was really happy to have read it. I will say that I like the two thir- the first two thirds of that book better than the last one third, but I still thought that it did a great job of building suspense. And I saw a lot of bookstagrammers whose recommendations I really respect and trust talk about it being a, a good read. And so I was like, I'm going to read it. And so I did. And I passed it on to a couple, I think I actually passed it on to Jen. You did. And you read it. <laughs> and then my mom has it now. So <laughs> oh, I'll be interested to see what she thinks. Yeah. I thought it was great. (laughs) Ashley, how about you? So I think in general, book of the month is something that Bookstagram made me do it. Um, (laughs) And I, and I 
really am loving it. So I think just the joy of picking the books, I, Jen and Sarah know that I, I struggle with like buying things. Like it is like a thing. I have to like work myself through it and accumulating stuff. So it's not so much the purchasing as the accumulating. And I kind of struggle with the accumulation problem. We've moved a lot in my life. And I think that's relevant to how it's hard for me to accumulate things. And, and books are something that, that both my partner and I really value. And so we are okay with having them, but even so to get one a month is, you know, a thing that I had to work through, but I'm really <laughs> glad I did because I love the experience of choosing them. And I, I thought as a specific one, I really loved, I just joined in December, but I really loved Miranda Popkey's topics of conversation. I just thought it was a brilliant book. I've talked about it on here before, so I won't go too in depth, but basically, I mean, it's an unusual style. It's really just an in-depth exam examination of one woman's experiences over time. And I felt like it was a fascinating read, but it's something that I probably would not have read if I hadn't had book of the month. So I think going back to what we talked about with bookstagram, just being a great way of having exposure to different genres and reading a lot of different kinds of things. I find myself doing that with book of the month as well, that I'm choosing things that I might not have chosen otherwise, but because mm -hmm. I'm choosing it and then I get it, I'm really mm -hmm. excited to have it. And then I'm much more likely to read it. So mm. that's been a great choice for, for me. That's great. Tony, how about you? A lot of my books I get, because that's where I look at books all day, mm -hmm. but I, I tried to think, and I'm, I'm going to go back to last year. It was kind of like the first book that I remembered seeing everywhere on Bookstagram, and it was Homegoing. Mm -hmm. And I kept saying, oh, I can't wait to read this. I can't wait to read this. And I don't buy a lot of things kind of similarly. We're, we're a one-income household, so and I'm a minimalist, so I don't buy a lot of things. And another positive thing about the book community, a friend noticed that I kept saying, I really want to read it. And one day it just showed up at my house, Marianne at Marianne reads. And she sent it to me and she's like, you're just so wonderful. And I wanted you to have it. And then it became a buddy read. And so it's just another example of why this community is so great. But that book was amazing. That's, I love that book so much. I, mm -hmm. man, that would be a great one for a buddy read. That was, oh, it was, the structure was amazing too. Cause we mm. went chapter by chapter since it was almost like a story within a story. Uh, yeah. So it, it fed really well into conversation, into, to discussion. That's perfect. Oh, that we would broke be great. that book down. I'm having like buddy you? read envy right now. <laughs> <laughs> so many. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jen? So mine I, I realized it's not even out yet, but that is something that Bookstagram has done for me before this. I wasn't getting any books in advance of publication. And now that's a thing that I'm doing, which is cool. Right. So I got, I mentioned this on the podcast the other week, Mikkel Jolais, and I now know how to say his last name, Hollywood mm -hmm. Park. And I listened to that. Oh. I got that from Libra FM. That book just took me on a journey and I loved it so much. And it's interesting because the sensational part about it and kind of the hook is that Mikkel is the child of two people who were in a cult where the kids were separated from their parents and then his parents left the cult and took him back and we're trying to refund what family is. But that's all in the first, I, I listened, so I'm thinking of it in minutes. That's all like in the first couple of minutes because everything after is just about recovering from the cult and what it did to his parents and how they're able to recover or not. And I did not even know, and I was glad I didn't know. So maybe I shouldn't say this, but he's in a band and like, he's famous on his own. He's an airborne toxic event. And yeah, I had no idea because that is not what the book 
at all is about. It's about him establishing his identity. And I had seen that one. So I got that as an advanced listener copy from Libro FM just because I had seen people talking about it on Bookstagram. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, well, that that was the one cover that looked familiar. So I chose it. And I'm so glad I did because it just blew me away. It is a brilliant memoir. So yeah, I could go on and on. Maybe a lot. I haven't written my <laughs> review yet. So that's going to be one of those. This like, yeah. and, yeah. but All right. Well, Tony, thank you so, so, so much for joining us today. You're so welcome. It's been great. Thank you, Tony. Thank you so much. It's really fun to talk about the Bookstagram community. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Thank you. All right, everyone. Don't forget our newsletter. And thanks for listening. Bye. Do you have comments or opinions about what you heard today? We'd love to hear them. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at UnabridgedPod or on the web at UnabridgedPod.com for a list of ways to support us. We'd like to thank Jared Featherstone, who composed our theme music, Strings of Light, and Katie Amy of Amy Photography, our podcast photographer. Thanks for listening to Unabridged. 